Hello, you're listening to Trade Entrepreneur, the show for business owners by business owners. I'm your host, David Sudworth, and welcome to our very first podcast. It's great to have you here today. I can't tell you how much umming and ahhing I've been doing in the last few weeks and months about whether to do a podcast or not. But I've decided, you know, over Christmas and New Year, I had a bit more time to think. And I just thought to myself, you might as well just dive right in and see how it goes. So here we are. (laughs) I'm very much a fan of podcasts because um, I've been listening to the... um, the stuff that the likes of John Caesar and Mark Stone have been putting out in the United States, their chimney sweeps, and they have regular podcasts, which are great to listen to. And as someone who is a business owner and really enjoys listening to the perspectives of other business owners, the stuff that those guys have put out have really been invaluable. So thank you very much to those. Didn't really find anything on the um, internet for British chimney sweeps, now, obviously, there's a lot of things which we share in common with America, but they have different codes and standards, but there are small sim- um, small differentials. So I, because I couldn't find a British chimney sweep doing it, I thought to myself, you might as well have a go and see how, how it goes. I, I was obviously very conscious of the fact that people need to find it interesting and informative and that they actually learn something from it. So I, I very much hope that you have that and it gives you lots of stuff to think about when it comes to your own businesses. A bit about myself, I'm a chimney sweep in the northwest of England. I started out as a one-man band and the way I came into the industry, like quite a few people, I didn't start off my career as a chimney sweep at all. But uh, I bought a house a few years ago and it was a Victorian property and it had quite a few original features, but it had quite a fairly rubbish 1980s gas fire and it just looked completely out of keeping with the rest of the property. So I thought to myself, well, it'd be great to have a coal fire there because we used to have a, a coal fire many years ago when I, when I was a kid. And I do distinctly remember it, although my dad took it out in the early 80s and put a gas fire in kind of never forgiven him for that so <laughs> as soon as I got my own property I kind of um in the right sort of property I thought to myself yeah a real fire would be great so I, I started looking online for various types of open fires and I just loved it they were just fan- they're fantastically ornate the history behind them is wonderful so I like most people went on eBay Gumtree things like that and found some um some old reclaimed fireplaces that was the easy part the hard part was actually trying to find someone to fit it um, back then I was a lay person I didn't know anything about chimneys or fireplaces so I didn't really understand the um, the pitfalls of trying to install an open fire particularly fitting a, a chimney liner for an open fire and no one really explained to me properly what the issues were all I seemed to get was a endless parade of installers just telling me, ah, you don't want that, you want you want a multi-fuel stove, we can fit you a nice stove fairly quickly, and uh, yeah, it'll look great. And I was like, well, thank you very much, but I don't really want a stove, I want an open fire, that's the reason I contacted you. So by default, I started looking into the, the real reasons as to why this was happening, and uh, almost became more and more interested in it by default. So I then thought to myself... Well, this is very, very interesting. 
And for the previous few years, I thought to myself that I'd like to I'd like to work for myself at some point. I'd been in um, office jobs for twenty odd years, and used to wear a shirt and tie for work, and it was fantastic. I really enjoyed my my former career, but I was starting to get to the point where I quite fancied doing something different. So it then came to this situation with the fireplace, and I thought to myself, well. Why don't I fit fireplaces? I'm very interested in it. It's completely different. I get to work with my hands. And yeah, it just just sounded perfect. I then looked online for fireplace fitting courses. And I came across the the HeatAS website, which is like the um, one of the solid fuel competent person schemes we have here in the UK. And at that time, you couldn't get on the course if you didn't have previous experience in the solid fuel industry. Uh, which I didn't, and the DIY schools were quite rudimentary at best. But that kind of put pay to that idea, although I did notice that you could get on the course if you were a registered chimney sweep. And that appealed to me because I thought, well, if nothing else, I could learn how to sweep my own chimney and look after it. So I then started looking at associations for chimney sweeping, and the one that stood out to me was the Guild of Master Chimney Sweeps. And the reason it stood out was quite simple for a rookie like me they offered four days on-site training they offered four days in the classroom four days on site and I thought to myself well that's invaluable that's the kind of thing that I need so I I signed up to the sweeping course and I've never looked back we do some installing now as a company but the vast majority of our work is sweeping testing and inspecting chimneys which I really enjoy the business has grown since I first started it a bit of a funny story as to how it grew. There was no grand plan whatsoever. Um, I just started out thinking, well, this will be a great job for myself and I'll be able to, you know, just make money and uh, have, you know, be master of my own destiny, have lots of free time. Yeah, we all know that really doesn't happen if you run your own business. But my my colleague, Peter, he kind of started helping me out and fetching and carrying and one day last year early last year he he mentioned on the way back from an appointment that he quite liked to have a go at chimney sweeping and that was a bit of a spark to me and I thought well that's that's a good idea that then I, I actually dropped him off went home and I mulled this over more and more and I thought to myself well why not put him on the same training course that I did? If if anything, he would he would be um, uh, well educated in in the the uh, chimney regulations etc. Um, so we agreed to that, and one thing led to another, and he's now out in his own van sweeping chimneys, uh, covering a certain part of our area while I cover uh, the other part of the area. <laughs> so it uh, it all. It all really grew from just someone taking the initiative and, and asking a question, and this will that's, that will go on to something we'll talk about later on. But that really just came out of the blue, and it's got us into a situation now where we are now a, a growing business. Since that conversation, we've also employed Sam as our office manager, and she's great. She helps out with um, the bookings um, and the administration and the finances. And she really helps me get a handle on the business and 
uh, where we are, what we need to do, forecasting, all that kind of thing, which I didn't really do that much, but now it's an integral part of the business and uh, knowledge, experience, and uh, advice is invaluable. All in all, our business is growing, and it all came from a, an idle conversation that Peter and I had just uh, shy of 12 months ago. So that really is how I how I started. And I think when I look back now, one of the reasons that we started to grow was probably because I've, I've kind of got five rules that I live my life by. And certainly when it comes to business as well, I think these are very important, which I wanted to, to share with you. Uh, we'll go into them in a minute, but yeah, it's it's been a it's been a very interesting journey. And one of the things I found is that certainly in the in the UK, we talk a lot about sweeping and inspecting, and it's all the very technical side. But the the business side kind of doesn't get talked about that much. And if it does get talked about, it's usually um, on a one to one basis. It's certainly not shared that much publicly or on social media etc we have uh, um, a forum that I, that I started which basically is, looks at business and marketing for people in the solid fuel um, industry um, and there's bits and pieces to get shared on there but usually I think I think people are quite happy to share technical information because it's kind of like a there's only one, two, maybe three ways of doing a certain thing. But when it comes to business, everyone's got their own idea and it's very much dependent, dependent on where you want to go in your business and what, uh, what what you want to do personally. You know, if someone wants to just, as I did at the beginning, just create a job for themselves, um, that's absolutely fine. There's, there's not a problem with that at all. But if someone wants to start a business and then grow it to employ people, you've got to have certain characteristics or certainly recognize that the skills that you need to start a, a, a one-man business which stays as a one-man band is very different to the skills and the outlook that you will need to to grow that business and if if you don't grow your own mindset and have a um, develop, develop personally then it, it can harm the business going forward but uh, so yeah we'll start on my five golden rules the, the, the the first one really is um, learn to say yes more often. Now, I think as humans, we're kind of our default position is kind of to maintain the status quo. So therefore, uh, unless it's something which absolutely appeals and something that you've been thinking about previously, then your default position will usually be, uh, no, thanks, that's not for me. Uh, and that's kind of a defense mechanism that I think is inbuilt within us and it's 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 hardwired it probably goes back to the caveman and all about protecting etc i can have people with better minds than myself will be able to look at the the psychological um, arguments for that but certainly when it comes to saying yes i think we struggle to say to take that affirmative action but the more you say yes the more good things will happen i mean I'll just go back to what I was saying a few minutes ago. Peter said to me he would like to do more sweeping, and I said, yes. Now, if I'd have said, oh, no, so I'd just stick to the fetching and carrying, then we wouldn't be growing as a business. Uh, we'd be in exactly the same situation that we were 12 months ago, uh, whereas now we have um, 
we completely exceeded all my expectations in the last 12 months and we're growing even more as we go into 2022 so just by saying yes can be a really really positive way to grow personally and professionally rule number two um start living your own life now I see so many people in all walks of life who who seem to do things just to please other people. So whether it's not wanting to do things because, you know, your your other half might not want you to do it or your mum and dad might not want you to do it or you're worried that someone might fall out with you if you if you do something, that's that will only ever make you unhappy in the long run. At the end of the day, people will be happy for you if you if if you are happy for yourself if you're not happy for yourself then 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 people can they can suss that out fairly quickly and people who are genuinely happy for you will be will be delighted if you start living your own life and you do start um developing yourself and those who aren't well you know that that's that's sad that's sad for them because they can't be happy for someone else but but certainly going forward you you can't spend your life trying to make other people happy because quite honestly most people are just caught up in themselves so you know they, they may not even notice that you're doing things to try to please try to please them so my, my strong advice is do what you do, do what you want you know within 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 reason obviously within the within the constraints of the law etc but there's something that you really want to do um, I, I, I know myself when I uh, when I went full time in my business. Obviously, I had friends and family saying to me, "Oh, are you sure this is the right thing?" and and all that business. And I can understand why they would say that because they, they just want to protect you. But I, I could have said, "Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, because they, they were worried about me." But that wouldn't be living my life. That would just be living someone else's life. And that would have made me unhappy ultimately, and I would never have got over that. I would just simply have carried on being unhappy. You know, there's nothing wrong with with trying something and it not working out, but at least you're doing it on your own terms. So, yeah, please live your own life. Rule number three: Don't be shy. Reach out more. I'm a big believer in asking for help. I don't know it all. I never be want to be in a position where I think I know it all. I love reaching out and asking for advice because what you find is that you you get so many more good ideas by doing that. I've got a group of friends who are also in business as well who I've picked up the phone and asked them for for advice and even some people I've never even met before but I've I've just seen what they've um, what they've written and what they've put out. And I just thought to myself, I'll, I'll run this past you and see what you think, because you always get a different perspective. Everyone, everyone has got their own unique take on things. I mean, for myself, I um, I do a, an annual sweep swap, so every year I will go and speak to um, uh, other chimney sweeps. I'll go and visit them. I will go and shadow them for a few days, and I'll I'll see. I'll just chew the fat with them. You know, and I've learned so much from watching, observing other people, and they've also learned bits and pieces from me. 
so it's a two it's a two way thing, but I think probably this is, this is just in my nature. I'm I'm not I'm not afraid to to reach out because the, the worst that can happen they'll just say oh um, you know thanks but no thanks which is fine, but more often than not if you if you reach out for help or advice people are very generous with their time and their their knowledge and and they will they will give you a hand and the more the more you do reach out the greater it is in the long run you'll you'll just be a much more rounded individual you'll certainly learn to assess things more and look at all the angles and you'll be you'll become a better decision maker i know myself you know just yesterday i was speaking to sam about an idea and i kind of half talked myself out of it and and she said to me yeah, I can see what you mean, but have you thought of this? And I thought to myself, yeah, I hadn't thought of that. Um, just because I'm the business owner doesn't mean to say I've got all the best ideas. You know, um, I mean, quite frankly, most business owners, including me, I've got some real crackpot ideas, um, which thankfully I've got the filter of colleagues to be able to uh, say, uh, actually, come on, David, that is that that isn't the best idea in the world. And I'll go, yeah, 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 maybe. Or some, sometimes I'll go, well, actually, I disagree with you, so so we're going to do it. But you know, if if it goes pear shaped, then obviously, um, you can you know who you can point the finger at. So, <laughs> um, hopefully that doesn't happen too often. But uh, yeah, that's uh, it's always interesting when you uh, go out on a limb. <laughs> um, number four, surround yourself with positive people. I this this isn't the same as surrounding yourself with yes men or sycophants you know it's not about just having people who who basically you have because you they tell you what you want to hear i find the most invaluable people are they'll tell you stuff that you don't want to hear but they do it in in a kind and a positive way the one thing i don't like is when people do it um, and they don't kind of see that see the good in it. That you know, people just go, "Oh no, that's rubbish. That's a rubbish idea." And and they kind of just pour cold water over it. I find that the the more that you surround yourself with positive people, the better you'll feel in general. Now, obviously, there's, there are times when you, you're going to come up with ideas which 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 aren't great, which are just unworkable, but. There is always um, there's always something that you could take. There's always something that you can take away from that, and something that that might actually, on its own, work. But the the initial idea isn't fa- isn't fantastic. So, uh, particularly when it comes to business as well, it's a, you know working for yourself, working on your own, or being a business owner. It's a lonely path, and you very rarely have the chance to speak to people who are in the same position. And if you do find those people, then really do connect with them because you'll be help you'll be helping each other. I, uh, uh, you know, I, I speak to a lot of people who are chimney sweeps and either in the same position as myself or thinking of of growing their business. And w- the one thing you tend to find about those people is they're actually quite positive in their outlook. They're not. They're not. Um, particularly you know they're not all happy clappy and they're, they're not deluded but they are generally that they have a, a glass half full mentality and I think that's very important by the same 
token, and this is uh, fifth and final um, rule, avoid destructive negativity. There, like I said, there's some people who just are... there's no good in anything that people do you know oh that's wrong it's rubbish and you know all the i call them mood hoovers because all they go all they do is just go around and just suck the life from you and you know we, we all know people who are like that and it's just so draining on you emotionally that you just think oh you know, everyone in the life has has been somewhere, and someone walks in and they go, "Oh, you know, you know, here's Mister or Mrs. Happy or whatever," because they just have this kind of whole demeanour where they just they just suck life from any conversation. Now, funnily enough, those kind of people are usually the ones who don't learn to say yes more often, don't live their own life they spend half the time trying to please other people uh they don't particularly reach out very much and they don't really surround themselves with positive people either so <laughs> the fifth rule is actually as a direct result um of uh, of people not following the first four rules i don't mind if people say that's not a good idea but but be constructive with it you do find and I, I, you tend to find it more and more unfortunately on on social media uh, places where the negativity is destructive. So it's not only a case of, here's my opinion, but um, I'm also going to personally lambast you for this or, or whatever. And I just think that one thing I've learned is that actually places like social media are a great place to find destructively negative people. <laughs> and if you want to if you want to find people who have the traits of the first four rules that I've mentioned, then you're probably look at better looking um, around in real life rather, <laughs> rather, on, uh, rather on social media. But uh, you, you sometimes get them in business networking groups as well. I, I went to one a few years ago and it, uh, there was there was a few people there who were just um, very negative, very defensive. And I kind of thought to myself, well, why are you here? You know, you, you, you're putting yourself out there. Um, you're not exactly going to be getting the best from this if you if you have this kind of mindset. But unfortunately, that's what some people are like. So yeah, those are those are my five rules. I I hope you know if if you've got any rules of your own, um, please don't hesitate to get in touch with me and and share them. I'd like to know what you think of the show in general. If you've got any suggested topics that you'd like discussing, I'm going to try and do these shows each week. And there might be occasions where I have a guest on. I'd like to try and um, have like um, an interview going with, with with some people from time to time because I think you know listen to me drone on. Every every week isn't, um, you know, it, it might be nice to, to break it up a bit. So, you know, um, hopefully trying to get some people who are on who can talk about business, about their, their, their life. And I've, I've called this trade entrepreneur because although I'm a chimney sweep and a lot of things we'll, we're talking about uh, relate to chimney sweep, I don't think it's just about this. It's about, it's about trades in general. The, the, the things that we have in the chimney sweeping industry are applicable to all trades and indeed all businesses, but I do think uh, there's a lot of stuff out there which focuses on white collar business, but very little out there which is about blue collar um, and tradespeople. And I personally think that I, I, this is a topic for another um, another podcast, but I, th- I certainly think that the way that trades are viewed it needs a complete overhaul. And I think that would start. That starts very early on, like at, at, at school. Um, but um, anyway, that's again, like I said, that's that's for another um, 
another week. Um, hope you've enjoyed this. Um, I've enjoyed doing my first podcast. I can't believe how quickly the time's gone. I'm, I'm going to try and keep these to about half an hour, maybe a bit longer if we've got a guest on. But um, thank you very much for tuning in and listening. Like I say, if you've got any messages, please don't hesitate to contact me. And yeah, I hope you've enjoyed it. And uh, we'll see you next time. Bye.